Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Network. I think you guys are going to like this. We have a great show for you today. As we get back from the holiday, hope that you had a great fourth wherever you are. Hope you stayed safe. And that uh, for those of you that are deployed around the world, welcome back. And I hope that you had uh, enough time to take care of yourselves. We're going to tell you about football today. Not just what might be different on the offensive side of the ball for the Kansas City Chiefs this season, but also who are the guys that maybe are sitting on the roster bubble on the defensive side. We're going to get into a little bit of things that have us concerned and a couple of news and notes as well. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome back. I hope you had a good 4th of July. How was yours, Chris? It was pretty good. How was yours? Nice and calm, the way that I like it. <laughs> no, it's, older, so it is what it yeah, is. Yep, it just keeps turning. I don't have a choice. So, uh, We're going to take a look at, at some things today coming up, um, both on the offensive side of the ball and then on, on the defensive roster itself. But a couple of things uh, before we snuck away for the weekend that were kind of interesting. And we talked a little bit about Golden Tate being a possibility there uh, on last week's Thursday show. You guys might have heard that or seen it on YouTube. If you haven't been over to YouTube, we're over there and you can watch as well. It's simulcast and uh, you can like and sub and do those things over there. And we appreciate um, it when you do. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, Golden Tate is one thing. There there was a development there late after the, you know, the week was over and we were getting ready to take off. Uh, Josh Gordon applied for reinstatement and supposedly has passed all these uh, drug tests for a three-month period and um, – I, I haven't heard a decision yet. Maybe I missed it. But I heard, of course, as soon as that came out, a bunch of Chiefs Kingdom was looking for, hey, could this guy be the X factor that could help them in 2021? I don't know how I feel about it. How do you feel about it? With him, it's always a question of, is he going to be able to stay uh, away from things? And is he going to be able to put it together for an entire season? Uh, that's the big thing with him is if you bring him in, he has the opportunity to make the roster and he could contribute, but is he going to be, who's he going to be? And is he going to be able to contribute for the full season? Uh, You know, from what I remember the last time he left, it was a matter of him leaving for personal reasons and not really even having to re uh, you know, going back into the situation that he was, you know, that he struggled with for his entire career. So, I think it's going to be something to watch. I don't expect he'll end up in Kansas City, although it would be interesting to see him here. Yeah. I mean, it, there's certainly physical talent there. It is a position group that is just swamped. So just like Golden Tate, like I don't know if they're going to have interest or not, but we will find out one way or the other. It might not be till after the fact, but we'll we'll let you know what we think. Another interesting thing for me, at least, I mean, ever since, what was it, 07? that the Chiefs were on HBO on Hard Knocks. Um, I I enjoyed the glimpse behind the, the Chiefs front office. Uh, it was Herm at the time. I know Herm's gone on to have some other issues right now. We're not going to talk about Arizona State. But it's uh, it's obviously with the success that the franchise has had, it was never an option for the Chiefs to be on the show. But they ended up going with the Dallas Cowboys, Somebody a, a team that's been on the show like twice, I think, already. Where the biggest it's, star is the owner. Right. Right. And he'll demand to be so like, 
Right. I, I found it a curious decision. I wouldn't have done that, but like, what do you think that we're going to have to sit through that? I'm going to watch it anyway. You have fun. I don't know that I can watch Mike McCarthy. Uh, you know, right. the, the further away we get from his time in Green Bay, the more apparent it seems to be that he was not really the engine behind it. It, it was more of he had the best player in the NFL at the time and was lucking into that in a way. Um, I just don't think he's going to be able to get the Cowboys over the hump, personally. Yeah, and, and I got to say, like, I don't – I don't relish seeing him trying to work on what I think is probably going to be a Dak Prescott that you have to have to manage through camp. Um, right. It looks like he's moving well, but he's still coming off of an injury. Like you can't take any chances with him. Like I can't, I don't feel like that's going to be a speaking, dynamic storyline. Right. Yeah, speaking of moving well, <laughs> Patrick right? Mahomes. Yeah, that was interesting. I, I understand what you're saying about Dak Prescott. And I agree with you. I do think it's going to be something to watch because they have to be careful with that ankle. It's, you know, surgically repaired. They have to make sure that he stays healthy because he is their franchise when it comes to, uh, you know, them being successful moving forward. Yeah, there's no way around that. But um, like you said, speaking of moving, Patrick was moving. Um, saw his train. Yeah, right. Broke 20 miles an hour in in his training. I think that's interesting. I, I don't care about the numbers or like how much he can accelerate. All I care about is he's clearly rehabbed from the toe injury successfully and has no problem pushing off and generating speed. So it, it looks like he is ready to go. And, and kudos to his training staff and Bobby Stu. Yeah, hey, the, that guy is phenomenal. I, I don't know what to make of his ability to bounce back from injuries. Uh, you would think that he would still be at least trying to get back into some kind of shape, but he looks like he is still in shape and moving well and being able to move well on that foot. So that's very encouraging. Yeah, let's let's stop challenging it and his ability to recover. That's please do, please do. <laughs> yeah, just just let that go. Let it be over with. It's just something that you don't want to take your chances on because you know it's a fifty fifty proposition. And that's not what's going on at betonline.ag. That's our friends over there with the fastest and easiest way to place all of your sports action. That you can bet on, whether it's baseball, NHL, or even things like UFC and prop bets that are going to be coming through training camp and the preseason. Um, Before you do anything, grab your mobile device or your laptop and check out the news and the sign-up bonuses and all the contest information at betonline.ag. Don't sit around the sidelines. This here is your chance. Go to the website. And you'll get a 50% bonus when you deposit. So whatever you do, you get 50% on top of that from Bet Online, your sportsbook experts. Use our code locked on to get a little bit more for you. We appreciate it. And check out betonline.ag. We got to get into what I think might be for the first time. I don't know. I don't know how you feel. This might be like the the first time we see actual offensive changes that aren't uh, just just play design, aren't scheme. Like there might be a little bit more substantial change on the Chiefs offense this year than we have seen before. Uh, a couple of things stand out to me, but what do you think? <laughs> I already know where you're going with this, and it just it's got to make your heart warm and happy. That's why you're but, going first. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'll let you have your your moment and your your fun. Well, for all of us, as soon as the draft came down, and we realized that the combination of Orlando Brown and the draft picks. I think it it hints at an ability to play power blocking scheme in the run game a little bit more. We all know what the the short yardage issues have been 
in recent years. Over and over, I think, over. yeah, right. And, and I think all of that lines up. And, and a lot of, of people around Chiefs Kingdom have been saying it. A lot of the analysts out here from Matt Derrick and, and a lot of the beat reporters all the way down to us. I'm intrigued, but I'm not going to get my hopes too up. But I will say this. The rookies that are in potential um, operation to start, I think, can can power block better than what we've seen lately. Orlando Bound certainly can. Uh, Joe Tooney's like a, a nice balance, I think. He can do it all. The only question mark to me is if Niang actually wins that right tackle job, I'm not sure that because of the spread that he played in in particular, I don't feel it lends itself to particularly great run blocking. I never thought that watching his college film. And obviously that's all that we have to go on. But A, do you think that it is truly a possibility that Andy might be tweaking how much he calls power versus zone? I think it's possible, but I think he's going to have to make more tweaks to the offense than just changing that. Because when you start thinking about it, the zone running running scheme that they've been using the past couple of years really lends itself to the passing game that they use as well. Uh, so you're going to have to change your passing game and your passing attack a little bit to offset how you're going to change your running game. And I'm not saying that's not possible. It is possible. Uh, I'll be interested to see if that's the way they go. I do think it's interesting, and you mentioned Niang, who we're sitting here still haven't seen play, and he's going into his basically, it is his rookie year for all intents and purposes, but it's really his second year since he got drafted. And the guy's only 22. So I'm just still amazed. He's younger. He's the same age as Trey Smith. And, you know, so I'll be interested to see how they use those guys and how they get them going going forward. But if you have Trey Smith starting, Creed Humphrey starting, and Niang starting, three of your starters are 22 years old. Yeah. There'll be a spring in the step. I just don't know if there'll be the execution you're looking for. Well, and that's fair. I'm just saying that if you went with that lineup, you'd have three 22-year-olds as your starters on the offensive line compared to what you had last year, which would be a completely different situation. So it's going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah. So is there anything in particular else that stands out to you of what we might see that might be different from the offense this year? I do think that, you know, we kind of talked about this before we came on and started doing this podcast. I think that they will start going to two tight end set a little bit more. Uh, I do think that the addition of Noah Gray is going to lend itself to that. Uh, and Blake Bell being back, I think, is also going to help. Um, you know, and we're going to talk tomorrow about some guys that we think are on the roster bubble. And there's a guy on the roster right now that I think is going to be on the bubble that is going to be in that tight end group because of the additions that they've had. So uh, going to be very interesting to see what they're able to do. And, and honestly, if you go to a two tight end set more often, maybe you're able to do a little bit more of the power stuff because you've still got two guys that are pretty decent blockers and Blake Bell and Travis Kelsey. Nobody wants to talk about Travis blocking, but he does, right. and he does a pretty decent job of it. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me from another aspect, too. Something that we've talked quite a bit about. Who's going to be the third receiver after Hill and Hardman? And one thing that alleviates the pressure to get someone to produce in that role is to run the two tight end formations a little bit more because it allows yeah. either Travis Kelsey to draw coverage away from Gray, and they seem very, very high on Gray. Or it allows you to get those mismatches where you get more linebackers on the field. And I think that opens things up for Hardman in particular out of the slot. But for Travis as well, the more linebackers, the better. 
Yeah, but the thing that is different to me on that regard, I agree that they're high on gray, and I think that that's something that they will be looking at going forward, uh, and that will be somebody that they will use a lot of uh, probably later in the season as opposed to early in the season, although I could be wrong on that. We'll just have to see how camp shakes out and what they do in the preseason games. But I think what you're going to see in that situation is you're going to have a, a guy that's going to come in and, and play a lot, but is he going to be a guy that's going to be on the field instead of Blake Bell if you're going to the two tight end set? I mean, obviously he's going to be on the field with Travis Kelsey at times, but if you're thinking it's going to be more of a two tight end set and they're going to run that on a more regular basis, I would expect it to be Bell and not Gray, mainly because if you're wanting somebody on that field, you're already going to have Travis Kelsey, you're already going to have Tyree Kill, and most likely Michael Hardman as well. So I would think you'd be pretty set at that position. Um and you need somebody that would be more of a blocker. But it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, I think it might start that way, but I think Andy's going to be Andy, and eventually it's going to be about, true. okay, we're going to have four pass targets out there, plus Clyde all the time, <laughs> and just take advantage of it. But you know, It almost sounds like the oop de oop Yeah, right? <laughs> almost. <laughs> Go watch Varsity Blues if you haven't. That's all i got to say. Yeah, it, I, there's too many quotes from that movie that I cannot put out here on this podcast. Exactly. So I'll, so I'll just say, hey, you know, if, if you guys are enjoying this, we will be back tomorrow as well. And I want to talk about some of the roster bubble guys on the defensive side today, and then we'll flip it around for tomorrow. But first, we got to tell you about our buddies over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And Ryan, I'm sure you have your props sitting right there next to you. Uh, and you have my favorite flavor right there in your hand, the coconut brownie chunk. Thank you very much. Hey, you uh, said it right. Look at that. I did say it right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. There are nine, currently there are nine delicious flavors of Bilt Bar. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there is something there for everybody. As I said, coconut brownie chunk is my favorite flavor. It is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Some of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or the mint brownie or whatever you like, or go get the mixed box. You will enjoy them all, I promise. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Well, and you know what else is low in saturated fat? That's all the parts that you get from rockauto.com because you know, <laughs> they don't have anything. It's not edible. It's beautiful. And it makes things easy because they have everything online that you don't have to worry about whether it's at the store or not, especially for my truck. It's getting older the farther I go along. It makes it easy to just get on their website. You'll save time and money with them. You'll save money up to 50%, 100% maybe, depending on what's there for your Honda or my Ram or whatever. Rock Auto is a family business, and they've been doing this for 20 years. Their prices are reliably low, and they're for every customer. You don't have to have a special login or anything else. Everything you need from front end to rear end, you can get there. Go explore their website and see what you need and what they have for you. Go to rockauto.com right now and use all the parts list that you can find. And if you do end up purchasing, please write our name in locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car is ever going to need. RockAuto.com. So 
we've gotten the offensive out of the way. Tomorrow we'll talk about the offensive guys on the bubble. But that's what we're going to do right now for the defensive side of the ball. There's a lot. There is a ton of talent on this roster. In fact, I think PFF or I can't. It might have been uh, CBS actually called the Chiefs the second most talented roster in the league. And Maybe we can. I, all, I didn't even bother to look. I don't care. Bucks, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably, but it, that part of like the ranking is subjective, and I'm not too worried about. The, the point is that there is so much talent on this roster. There are going to be good guys, guys that will get picked up by other teams that won't make this roster, and that's kind of where we're at now. The last, you know. Five spots on defense. But what I would argue real quick, and I don't mean to interrupt, but I will argue, I don't think that there's going to be any starter-level players that are going to be released from the Chiefs' defense. While tomorrow, I think there are starter-level players that could be released. Yeah, I, I can I can get with that, job for sure. That makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, they have like you know 28 DBs in camp right now. Maybe you won't release guys that are going to start instantly, but there's a lot of talent out there. And yeah, down the road, the you know players are going to develop. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm just saying, I don't think that there's going to be anybody that's going to be somebody that would start for another team this league this season, uh, at least immediately. So okay. So I just want to hit a couple of guys, and I'm sure you have some too. But for me, like on the defensive side, one guy that has stood out at least a little bit in OTAs, and I think that he has um, the moxie to play if he can make it here. I do expect him to be a practice squad player at the end of the day, but I think DiCaprio Boodle is a guy that if you can get some back and forth, uh, if if anybody has an injury, I think he's a guy that they might like because of his tenacity. You don't seem to agree. I don't disagree with you, but I knew who you're going to say before you even launched into who you were talking about. We've been doing this too long. Yep. I just knew who you're going with. And honestly, I mean, he could be a bubble guy. He could be a guy that is on there practice squad this year and could contribute in the future because Ward is currently not under contract for next year. So the question is, is he going to be back? Uh, You know, you have other questions at corner. Um, You know, DeAndre Baker is more likely going to be on this team. I'm still trying to figure out, and we have to figure out, you know, is he going to be a guy that can uh, step in and actually play this year? Or is he still going to be coming back from his injury? Don't know. Big question. It is. It's it's enormous. And so if we're doing a top five list of guys on the bubble, so there's one. Who you got? Dorian O'Daniel. Yeah. Uh, I think that he has the ability to be on this roster for special teams, but I am to the point where I think that he isn't going to contribute on defense, or he would have already. Uh, this is going into year three under Spags. If or Daniel wasn't used the first two years on the defensive end, I don't think that that's going to be something that they're going to change. Uh, and I don't think that they're going to use him that way. So to me, it's a question of, is there somebody that can step in that they think can play defense and help them if he has to play uh, and still contribute enough on special teams? Yeah, I, I think that's a question as well. And that brings me to my second guy, and, and he's in a position battle, I think, with Dorian O'Daniel. That's Riley Cole, uh, a rookie from South Alabama. And, and they're battling because I think they're very close to a similar player. They're not the same guy, but they're similar. I think right now, given that they started Darius Harris late in last season, I got to think that he's linebacker five right now. And if they're going to keep six, it's going to be for that special teams role. And I think Riley Cole might be the guy that is head-to-head with him Right now, I think, like you said, if he would, if he was going to do something, he may have. And I like Dorian coming out, but it just hasn't come together for him. Hasn't panned out. Yeah, and if they really want to get fresh blood, 
this might be one where maybe Dorian, although he is eligible for the practice squad this particular year, um, I think Riley Cole might have a chance in there, and those two are going to be battling. Yeah, I definitely think they're, it's going to be a battle between those guys, and I think that that's something definitely to watch. You know, a, a guy that I think is going to be also on the roster bubble is Damone Harris. <sighs> See, you just took my guy now. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I've got another one that I can go with after that if you'd like. Um, Late on it. Harris, I think, is going to be a guy that is going to get lost in the wash when you start taking into account all the guys that they've got uh, with Chris Jones moving out to end and other people as well. I do think that that is uh, a possibility that he is not going to end up being on this roster, even though he has uh, contributed from time to time on the Chiefs defensive end. So that'll be something to watch. Uh, Very curious to see how that happens. Uh, the other guy that I would say is going to be somebody that they need to watch uh, and possibly be a casualty, uh, that would be Armani Watts. Ooh, yeah, that's a tough one. It is Not tough as one. tough as my camera battery, but, you know. Yeah, well, Will Parks is, is here. I think that he is going to get in a situation where you have to deal with uh, – him possibly making this roster and being the fourth safety. If that happens, Armani Watts, I think, is kicked off the roster personally or possibly kicked off the roster. He is a special teamer. Uh, his bigger thing, honestly, is you thought he was going to take a step forward. He never really did. He doesn't really contribute on the defensive end very much. And, yes, he's a special teamer, but he had a lot of injuries that really derailed his career early on. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and I'll agree with you. I'll go back to Damone Harris, too. Like, I, I think he gets forgotten a little bit. He's He's got some rush to him, and I know everybody's a little bit high to see what Tim Ward can bring. But Harris is, I think, a, a more well-rounded player, and he's got a little more polish on top of that. So if it comes down to, hey, one of you is going to make this, I might put my money on Harris, to tell you the truth. I think maybe, Hay- maybe that's fair, but Kando and Dana are just draft picks that they've had. Mm-hmm. plus Frank Clark, plus Taco Charlton, plus Chris Jones. I just don't know, you know, are you really going to put Kando on the practice squad and risk losing him? I don't think so. I don't think so. So, so I could see a situation where none of those, where both Ward and Harris are gone. Yeah, there, there is a possibility too, but I, I'm not counting Chris in that in that DN group. I know he's going to play out there, but I think they might keep more DN types. It's Even possible. though Chris is going to play out there. So that's why I was thinking that um, Kendo was was probably already in that. And then that we were talking about the last spot. But it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think this, again, might be something that turns into a real battle. So that's our top five roster bubble guys here getting ready for camp. That'll probably change after we see a week or two of practice. But we want to know what you guys think. Who's on your bubble? Who do you think has a chance but doesn't have a solid spot on this roster? Leave your comments on the YouTube page. Leave it in the iTunes reviews and hit us at Locked On Chiefs on Twitter. We appreciate it. We're going to be back subscribe. tomorrow. We're going to do that. Go ahead. <laughs> I just was going to say, go subscribe on YouTube. We appreciate those as well. <laughs> and we're really enjoying growing the audience in a new direction. We are not forgetting about all of you guys on the audio side. Nothing's going to change there. We're going to be on every audio platform available, even the new ones. You can check out Odyssey as well. I know we have a partnership with them. They have something new for in their own app. So check that out as well. Um, tomorrow, we're going to flip things. We're going to talk about changes on the defense. And we're also going to get into bo- bubble roster guys, roster bubble guys on the offensive side. And maybe I'll say it correctly. I don't know. 
I should be entertaining. Bother. You'll have to tune in to find out if I can pull that off. But we thank you for watching today. Welcome back from the holiday, and we'll catch you next time. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.